0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Advisor Tech Unplugged podcast. My name's Tess Lee. I am managing director of Money Info, and today I am joined by Rob Tedder, who is the UK account manager for Con- Conquest Planning. Get that right, Tess. And I'm actually quite impressed that I'm joined by Rob on the eve of his 40th birthday. So happy birthday for tomorrow, <laughs> Rob. <laughs> and uh, how Thanks are very you? very much. How's things?
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Good to be here. Yeah, everything's really good, really good. Really busy, uh, really positive, and obviously looking forward to a a fun weekend of uh, of celebrations.
0: Lovely. We're recording this on a Friday afternoon, so um, always a good time to to have a natter, and uh, you'll be on your way to your 40th celebrations, I'm sure, as as soon as we're done, hopefully, maybe, if you're lucky. Hopefully. (laughs) Um, So look, just to kick us off today, tell us a little bit about you, about um, where you've got to where you are today, your kind of career to date within financial planning and financial services technology.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've I've kind of taken a possibly a slightly less traditional route than others. Maybe I started off doing a food degree at university, which then evolved into working in pensions admin. But the real kind of core of that started with um, with power planning. So I was a power planner in Bath for a financial planning uh, firm. Um, probably about 14 years worth of of doing that, and then fancy to change. So went into uh, sales and success with i4c so i4c being another cash flow planning tool which then became part of intelliflow planning yeah and then that's evolved into me becoming a camera manager uk for conquest so i've been with conquest around about a year uh now so it's massively exciting just it helps me kind of uh get my passion for financial plans across i think you know helping advisors helping businesses in, in engage with technology and get it kind of improving their efficiencies in the business and getting clients access to plans uh, it's just something i feel massively passionate massively passionate about from you know being a power planner seeing it use with clients seeing advisors using it so yeah it's really important to me to sort of keep that journey
0: going for clients I love that you did a food degree and you say a less traditional I don't think that's uncommon I I was talking to Abraham Okasoya from um, Timeline uh, the other day and he did he did his degree in agriculture and he's now in this stuff and I did mine in archaeology and now I'm in financial services tech and you did food and, and it's brilliant there are lots of us that I think kind of did what we loved at uni maybe and then kind of ended up kind of finding our way through into financial services and ultimately fintech. So it's brilliant to hear somebody else who's got a random degree that's probably, you know, not terribly relevant for what they do today, but it's all about that experience, isn't it, I guess? And you are... You know, you are really passionate about financial planning and how technology can improve that process. And I know you've been in this sphere for quite some time. So, how have you seen it kind of change over the years that you've been involved, and in, in particular, the impact that technology's had on that financial planning process?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's been a massive change to be honest. Because I, when I first started uh, back in my kind of trainee days and admin days and things, the idea of Giving a client a cash flow model or a financial plan or even talking about financial planning was it was almost non-existent to an extent. It It's evolved over that period of time to become people creating things on a spreadsheet through to being off the shelf technology and becoming this all engaging, all encompassing process that you take a client through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think technology has evolved so well. And it can keep going so much further, but it's evolved so well to make that as efficient as, or try and keep it as efficient as possible, but really give the client the knowledge to make informed decisions. And I think that's the crucial part. I think nobody comes to their financial advisor and says, I've got this goal. I've got that goal. I've got this idea of what I want to do. It's all about having the tools to be able to bring that conversation out. Um, And I think it's huge.
0: Yeah. And I think you're right. And I was going to say the same thing. Most people just probably come thinking, I know I need to put more away. I don't yeah. quite know why or how, but I know I should be saving more. And actually the ability to articulate those goals and bring them out of people and that kind of life planning, yeah. I guess is a game changer for most clients, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Any Anybody needs a plan, whether they're kind of the average Joe on the street through to kind of the high net worth, ultra high net worth clients. Everyone's got a an end game, but it all starts with that initial kind of seed of, what should I be doing? No one really knows. Like even now I I have it with my mum. She's like, I don't know how much money I've got, how much money I need to spend, what I can afford to spend. And I take her on that journey myself to say, well, you can do this. You can afford to spend, you know, a bit more. You can shop at a car rather than Aldi or wherever, you know, it's that kind of, if you want a holiday, go and have a holiday. It's, it's identifying the small things to clients that matter and actually showing them the art of the possible. And that might be in that accumulation early stage to show, well, put 3% into your pension, 4%, 5%, 6%. This is the impact it has, you know, get involved in the plan, take ownership of the plan early on. And this is the impact it can have later on as you start to progress and accumulate that part of money. So that when you get to that point when you want to retire and everything else, not even just retirement, you know, it's through business owners selling. There's all sorts of different avenues it can open. Um, And it's just about, identifying the route that the client sort of wants to take or is thinking about taking and giving them the idea to, to progress it and it, it is huge like the impact it can have on people's lives um, there's so many clients I've seen it sort of tra- change their life with yeah. you know, accountancy partners where they've said uh, they've gone in thinking they have to negotiate higher pay, pay, pay packages and they've come back with saying I'm now doing three days for the same amount because I've prioritized a lifestyle over, uh, over the business, but actually they get better output. And it's, so it's not just about money. It's about the whole bigger picture stuff. And, and it's, for the advisor to bring that out and have that conversation is a true skill. Like it is a massive skill to be able to do that. And I think, you know, the industry is transitioning that way. Everybody's talking about financial wellbeing. Everyone's talking about wellness and, and planning, you know, life land, life, life architecture, whatever you want to call it. It's about that kind of evolving plan. And, People are going to get left behind, I think, if they don't think start thinking in that way. Yeah, the true differentiator is is adopting the technology to to tell that story and not just kind of focus on the products and the.
0: How the does device. Conquest Planning kind of support that process? Tell us a little bit about the tech and how it how it supports that process, and how you're perhaps a little bit different from from any other sort of tools that we see out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, Conquest Planning is is has evolved from a, we're a Canadian company at heart. Uh, we've evolved through. Um, our founders were involved with Naviplan, uh and have started and come back to the industry basically with Conquest to say we need to do things differently. We need to do things more efficiently. So um, only eight percent of the UK, I think, have actually got access to a financial plan or a, a financial advisor. I think which is which is bonkers. Yeah. So you know they've seen the UK as being a target market. It's, financial planning is established. It's you know there's already incumbent technology doing this already, but the way that we're different is we we use something called SAM. SAM is our strategic advice manager, uh, which is kind of like an intelligent assistant which takes a lot of the heavy lifting away from the user, which means that they can build the plan without having to be an expert. They can build the plan quicker, more efficiently, because they're not having to navigate around multiple screens. They're not having to work out kind of what changes on the inputs to make. So the actual build itself is quicker and They can focus on the conversation, they can focus on the engagement with the client, the interaction, the questioning, and it gives the user, in theory, the confidence to be able to have a live real-time conversation, which enables those decisions to happen quicker. It enables that visibility and that sort of uh, transparency in the plan to give the client the ideas of what to do. So you know, we focus on goals, we focus on guided financial planning, um, and, and it's kind of evolved from there. So it's in terms of how we're different, I suppose we're trying to remove that trial and error sense of you know, build a scenario, what does the graph look like? Build another one, see what it looks like now. To say, well, you know, Sam won't analyze all that data for you, it will make the changes uh, and uh, and just simply make it more efficient for you.
0: And it uses like AI, doesn't it, to kind of reprioritize as you as you build that plan the different elements that could slot into that, and then you can drop them in and see the impact of that. So that's quite exactly. Innovative. And it's exactly, yes. a use case for AI and financial services. And we've heard a lot about it over <laughs> the years, haven't we? And everyone's like scratching their heads thinking, how does that really apply? But you found a, a genuine use case for, for using AI within that planning process.
1: Exactly, yeah. So Conquest Planning is a it's an AI expert system. So we essentially analyze all the data up front for the user. So we're presenting the next best strategy for the client each time not necessarily the one that's going to have the biggest impact on value or give them the most money it's Mm -hmm. the one that's got the best relevance to their situation so we outline kind of what their preferences are so whether it's you know save more spend less retire later downsize the house legacy planning IHT planning whatever it might be we rank and prioritize those strategies in line with the client but the beauty of it is is that we've already run the data run the numbers to say well if you if you save into your ices you will have a 10 percent uplift on your situation or your financial well-being will move from fair to outstanding or whatever it might be we're avoiding the need to kind of just trial and error it and manipulate the data yourself to actually just you know we're a powerful engine that can do all that heavy lifting for you and and it's huge i think that the like said the power of ai within financial services is massive i think it's absolutely going to be more than just a marketing tool it's going to be you know interaction with clients it's going to be guiding them through building their own plans it's going to be telling them the value of plans it's going to be assisting the advisor to build it it's assisting them to to create the financial planning outputs the reports everything else that goes along with it it can do all that stuff Mm. um and we've got some really exciting stuff coming which i can't mention but it's you know it's including sort of further ai stuff
0: go on let us have to. (laughs) let's
1: just call it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's huge. Like it, it will basically just create the outputs and and guide the user through the whole experience. And
0: and it's, and it's your view on this that you know there's a lot of talk about um robo and AI and technology. You know, our view at Money Info is that technology is brilliant, but it's never going to replace an advisor or planner because the best of technology. Is when you dovetail it with a human, right? And you yep. have the empathy and the relationship building and the judgment that that humans have complemented by technology. And is your your tech is designed to for the advisor to be used, to use to build the plan, to support them in building the plan, but also to use with advisor with the client as part of that conversation?
1: Yeah, it's a combination, I suppose. Um we're never we, you know, we're definitely not positioning ourselves to try and be a robo advisor. Um there is that hybrid of the client can control part of it. The advisor can control part of it. But coming together, they can control and create something much more powerful as that one kind of that one process. And, you know, robo technology is never going to replace the, the human element to the advisor. There always needs to be, I think, a conversation, a uh, drawing out those goals from the client, understanding what they need and putting that empathetic approach into it. And then the data, the, the technology itself can can analyze the data, can take away the, that's the power in that process. It's speeding that process up. So the evolution of the the financial planning role or the advisor role or kind of whatever people badge themselves as um, will be supported by the technology and made it quicker and easier to either service more clients, have better conversations with clients, draw more information out of them and just generally provide that kind of wider service. And it can be done through self-directed approaches to start off with where clients can onboard themselves on- on board themselves they play with themselves you know play with their own kind of financial plans um it can then to lead into kind of that advised approach where they've kind of got an idea of roughly what they want hmm. but then it kind of leads into let's look at the detail of how we're going to get you to that end destination it's all about plotting the path and how they get there so it's huge but it's never going to replace the advisor and the human element
0: and how do you find the adoption from because because advisors adopting technology is always a challenge, right? And, yeah. and for a long time, technology was seen as a bit of a barrier with advisors, particularly when they're dealing with clients. How have you kind of overcome that? I, I guess you're delivering technology that advisors kind of want to use in their process, but do you find adoption with advisors and planners a bit of a challenge still? What What's your kind of view on that?
1: Yeah, I think you could insert any type of technology into the, the financial advice biz- industry, and everyone will have the same sort of comment of adoption is is hard because um, from the advisor perspective, the power planner, whoever's using it, it's about the time it takes to learn it. It's about the time it takes to feel confident using it. How they're going to use it, um, and it's about establishing that kind of consistent client proposition, um, and how that then gets led sort of delivered to them. So, you know, the biggest barriers to adoption for us are um, it's that. change of habits it's that change of we've always used it and done it this way therefore we're going to carry on but the actual conversation is being limited because you know they're not willing they're potentially not willing to expand their their environment and the way they work where actually you know it will lead to better conversations and it just simply massively improves the the whole proposition and the way that clients think and I think out the box solutions are either overly complex overly simple everyone's got an opinion about technology these days But and everybody, and it's about kind of the the almost business leaders saying, This is the way we're doing it. You need to adopt this technology. You need to invest the time in it. You need to learn it. And this will improve revenue. This will improve the business, will grow significantly. Clients will be happier. You'll get better retention and everything there. And it, it will, it will be huge. It's just you get, say, you've got a firm of 10 advisors, three will use one provider, four will use another, and five won't do it. No, that's not bad. That's not good math, is it? Three will not <laughs> do anything at all. Somebody
0: yeah, in <laughs> planning calculations.
1: I know, I know, right. That's a that's a bad look. Got that Can't, even of <laughs> Can't even count to ten. Um, but yeah, it's just a, such a such a mix of tech that's being used. I think yeah. it needs to just be standardized and needs to be just one, one item or one technology that can integrate and can be used across the, the client journey. Uh so they get that kind of consistency of approach and and that consistency of what the outcome is, I think that's the crucial thing, is they need to understand what the the end game is. They need to understand what actions they're taking along the way. And they need to understand what the value is. And you know, value is probably a word that people are sick of hearing alongside consumer duty and everything else that's going on. To be able to demonstrate that is, is massive. And it's not just... This plan is bigger than that plan because we've made some changes. It's, okay, well, I've enabled you to spend more money. Your estate is bigger. You've saved tax. You've got a retirement buffer past your life expectancy. There's there's so many different aspects of value that can be demonstrated to not engage with this technology, you know, financial planning, cash flow modeling, whatever you want to call it, is a massive kind of gap in a business. Everybody put their hand up. You could sit in a room and ask, who's using cash flow planning technology? Everyone will put their hand up. And then you start drilling into how they're using it and you get into some are using PDF reports and they're only giving clients static outputs. Yeah. Some are using it just purely as a compliance tool. Some are using it live. Some are using it live with some clients, all clients. And it it varies hugely. Um, you know, my, my goal, which th- there's other people I know that share this, is to get every client with a live financial plan which they can interact with and they understand the output. Um, and it's just, it, it's that kind of trying to get that differentiating factor across to advisors that, Um, it's not using the software, it's how you use it and how you interact with your clients.
0: And how are you finding that client engagement? Because you're bringing the client into that process, both with the advisor, but you've also got your kind of sandbox area where clients can tinker with their plan and they can do a bit of what if and they can change things around. What what sort of interaction and engagement are you getting with that right now amongst clients?
1: So it will vary because it varies depending on which clients are given access? I think there's a there's a reluctance in terms of giving clients the access and the visibility sometimes to be able to play with their plan because there's a fear. The clients I think, are
0: all of an older generation; they won't use technology. <laughs> I've had that one a few times. All, or, all the time. All, all high the net time. worth. They're not interested in, in tech. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They,
1: yeah. they are like I, I always reference. So, as soon as someone says that to me, I just reference my nan. She was 85, using her iPad. She was online all the time bombarding people with facebook messages and all sorts of stuff and she was you know she loved it so the fact that people are older actually they've they've embraced it possibly because they've got more time to actually deal with this technology and that then leads into fears with some of the advisors to say well but these clients are going to have too much time they're going to be looking at their plan too much they're going to be thinking about it they're going to be questioning me but from my point of view that's a good thing because you're getting more engagement in the plan you're interacting with them the more you should be and if
0: you can make that interaction digital, right? You can ease the yeah. burden on people because they're not getting tons of phone calls. They've got the ability to interact digitally through you, through Portal, to kind yeah. of, you know, make that it's real value for the client, isn't it? A real peace of mind. And effectively, they've got 24-7 access to their financial plan and yeah. to their financial planner. And, and that is hugely valued by clients. And it doesn't mean you're going to get interrupted every five minutes with questions from your client, because actually, you can mitigate that with the information you deliver out to the client, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. And actually, it gives them that point of almost self-serve interaction where if they are playing around in the sandbox, what they might have done originally was phone you up to say, uh, what if I do this? What if I do that? Or I'm thinking of doing this, which might be sell a rental property. It might be put some more money into a pension. You know, in theory, if they can do some simple things like that where they can see the value instantly, they're more likely to phone you up and say, "Look, I've been playing around with this. Can you just kind of you know, ratify my understanding of what's happening yeah they're engaged they're owning it and they're actually they're progressing it themselves so it's giving you a natural touch point where they're coming to you rather than you going to them saying is there anything you want to talk about you know you'll be doing that anyway but it gives that extra level of kind of digital interaction and you know they they want they don't want to send you an email and a week later they get a response they want to be able to log on and get a real-time answer to the questions they're thinking about at that point in time because everybody's lives are busy so they they want to kind of think you know you're thinking about something and you think right i need to do this so you want to go and do it you don't want to be thinking about. You know, down the road I'll get an answer, and, and we'll then have a meeting, and then we'll do this and do that. So it's, it's it advances and actually speeds up the business cycle, and actually speeds up the business process, which is which is massive because you get the revenue in quicker and everything else. Efficiency
0: is driving through off the back of it, don't you? And yeah, and so, so at the one end we've got our older clients who are engaging with the technology a big challenge for a lot of firms is how to connect with our next generation of clients and how we bring those into the process and we start to deal with them in ways that they expect and is that a challenge that you're helping advisor businesses face as well that, that ability to connect with their next generation of clients
1: yeah definitely I think um if a business isn't interacting with multi-generations of clients, then they're absolutely missing a trick. You know, some, some firms I've spoken to sort of say, well, you know, the the sons and daughters of our clients, they'll get that wealth eventually. Therefore they'll become a client at that point. It's like, well, no, they should be a client now. Because... They won't necessarily
0: though either, will they? Because no. they're of a different generation and a different, they're not just going to go to dad's advisor down the road. They're going to get on Google. They're going to be listening to their peers. So I think that, that for me is a, don't assume that because I think yep. there were stats out when there a few years ago that, you know, when in, when wealth passes on to the next generation, 60% of them will sack their, their mom or dad's advisor and they'll go elsewhere. So that's a problem, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I was just trying to think of that stat and actually yeah, what number it was. It, so far.
0: It, but, honest, 60%, I think I mean, I can't yeah. remember who came out yeah. with that, but it's certainly, there's been some research around it, hasn't there?
1: Yeah, definitely. It was all, yeah. Millennials that will sack their parents' advisor because they simply haven't got a relationship and, you know, it's all about, like I said, it's that lower level kind of even you know pension contributions, protection planning, mortgage planning, all that sort of stuff. If you can get those younger clients engaged in that stuff now, they will more likely have that relationship, so they can just inherit the wealth and and remain that client. There's, I think it was three trillion. It's probably a higher figure now of intergenerational yeah. wealth to be transferred yeah. over the next sort of thirty years. I think it was. So that's a huge number, and and you need to be engaging with these clients. And you know our our view is very much, you know, you can take our 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 system you give access to clients that can build their plans you can take a a version where plug it into your website and a self-directed kind of route you know clients can build their own plan and they can they can look to see the outcome of you know simple changes like save more spend more spend more that's going to be you know the other way around but spend less retire when when can you do these certain things do i need protection and they start thinking about it and then you know there is decent business to be had around some of these lower value clients and and um it's all about maintaining that relationship and getting in early so that you don't become one of those 60% of advisors that do get sacked. I think that's the crucial thing. The
0: opportunity to support that client through the entire life cycle as they, as they hit those milestones that we all do, whether it's buying a house or starting a family or starting your own business or, you know, right the way through to retirement. That's the, that's the big opportunity for firms if they invest early in connecting with that generation right they're going to get that payoff for yep. a long time once they've built that relationship
1: yeah well, client retention is 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 where the money's at isn't it like, it's where the business value is is that ongoing you know renewal business that's there year on year in the retention and the stickiness of those clients is only going to increase the value of your business because everybody at some point is going to want to exit they want to they're going to sell their books they're going to sell their businesses whatever it might be and it's about having those great relationships that you know, if they've been a client for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, some of them, you know, they're going to stick with you because they've invested in this plan that they've built from, you know, when they were in their twenties or whatever through to now in their fifties or approaching retirement. And they know almost no plan is written in stone, but it's the idea of you're reviewing it constantly to make sure that they know the impact on certain events or the impact of things happening and, and the decisions they're making so that they can, there's no shocks along the way. There's, they yeah. understand exactly where you're taking them, and well, they they've invested in shocks
0: along the way, right? They can yeah, model exactly. the market crashes. They can see what impact that might have on their plan. Yeah. And I think you're right. It's that peace of mind, isn't it? Well, nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow, but yep. if you've got yourself organised, your finances are organised, you've got a plan, and you can model for different things that might happen, that's a huge piece of mind, isn't it? For huge yeah. value for clients.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we we've got stress testing in Conquest that. Um, We have this idea of proactive and reactive strategies. So very simply, it's a case of have you got that sort of fear factor of the future? Well, maybe a proactive strategy to change something now gives you that peace of mind, that sort of sleep at night factor to do something about it so that you're not worried. Or huh. we have the reactive to say, well, okay, we well, are not worried about it now. You'll deal with it when it comes. So the reactive idea is you'll, you'll reduce spending, you'll downsize the house, you'll do X, Y, Z to be able to deal with it. And, you know, the engine will start to suggest, so Sam, our intelligent assistant, will suggest ways that you can improve it. And it's just that visibility. That's all that's needed to be able to have, you know, good conversations with clients and, you know, keep them on, you know, keep them happy, keep them aware. Because that
0: taps into how people are different in terms of behaviours doesn't yeah. it some of us want to plan ahead and be proactive but some of us will just think oh, i'll deal with that when i get there it's not yeah. it's that i guess the risk we're prepared to take and whether we're that's quite interesting that you can handle those different behaviors in people as well as just setting goals and you know doing the the planning off the back of it
1: yeah you, you don't get an out the box plan do you every client okay. is different and and that's almost the beauty of this this profession is that every client that you deal with is going to have a different story a different destination and how they're going to get there is completely different but you need to be able to adapt to what that story is how you're going to tell it tell it essentially how you're going to bring out the relevant parts of their 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 journey um and how they're going to deal with it and that's the crucial thing they will they will engage and interact and own their plan which just leads to so much better we used to have um conversations with clients where it was this is historically kind of 20 10 15 years ago or so where you'd go to a meeting with a valuation and the, the values had dropped so you're worrying about this meeting and then the whole evolution of the planning cycle was we're now going with cash flow financial plans where it doesn't matter because they've had that stress test to say well if it drops you're not going to worry about it yeah. or you you can cope with it regardless and and they understand so um it just makes the whole dynamic of the meeting completely different and i think that's that's where people need to get to to be able to have those sorts of conversations and, and and truly differentiate themselves from kind of the the old style advice and products and kind of just its pensions its ices to they're just a mechanism you know they're just an idea of how we're going to get you to your 20 grand a year holidays round the world trips whatever it might be so it, it, it's you know i'm hugely passionate about it and i try and kind of bring that through to every advisor that i speak to in the business yeah is this is how you can transform the way that you're speaking to clients. And loads are doing it already, which is amazing, but there's so many still that can still improve that sort of style of conversation, which is just practice and and, and conversation and confidence to keep sort of delivering that similar and confidence
0: kind of i mean that's half the challenge with technology isn't it it's getting people confident to use it and getting people confident in how it works and particularly if they're going to put stuff in front of clients and we yeah know that money info as well it's about you know there's, there's quite often a bit of a cultural shift in a business if it's new to to what they do but it is all about building that confidence in actually i know how this works i'm yep. comfortable with what my client's seeing and now i'm going to use it as a tool to support my conversations rather than as something that i see as a little bit scary because you know i don't quite understand it
1: yeah yeah and it and that comes down to almost like a graduation process of how you present the plan to the client so not everybody's gonna jump straight in and go live they're gonna go some will start with a pdf we have a i call it a funky powerpoint it's like a pre-built almost digital presentation that you can take a client through where it's a structured way of telling the story which then leads you into now you're gonna do it on a screen live taking them through the graphs the tables whatever you want to show them and how you want to present it but by the end of it they understand exactly what value they're getting and what what benefit they're getting from that conversation Mm. and it doesn't have to be overnight you don't have to just flick the switch and be like oh i need to be a financial planner that presents everything live i think every advisor is a financial planner now it's just the way that they're presenting it i don't everybody's got a plan it's just the way you position it and the way you position yourself potentially
0: and being able to engage at your pace i guess so that you yeah to get to, to where you want to be Absolutely. so look, we're heading towards the end of our sort of time now so we're just just one final question and then we'll we'll kind of wrap up but in terms of the direction of travel here where where do you see advisor tech kind of going in the future now you you've obviously got some some big plans at conquest planning so there, there'll be some stuff coming i'm sure that we'll hear about at the right time but where do you where do you feel the direction of travel is with advisor tech right now
1: um it's a really difficult question, I think. I mean, it's exciting where it could go. I think the the, the opportunities out there. We've already touched on AI and how that can improve. But yeah, um, everybody is kind of enhancing their tech and adding in cool, funky features and, and things. And I think it's you know we all need to work better together. I think yeah, to to everybody will always talk about integrations and how people can work and make them better and get technology working better that's kind of a it's been an agile problem it's a continuing problem and it needs to keep getting better but but, but it's I think becoming
0: it, more important isn't it because you're in that best of breed space right i, I yep. guess we are and and our our view is that firms have a real appetite for best of breed technologies that are connected together as a tech stack and ecosystem to support their business and that's yep. not just technologies within financial services it's other tech they might be using whether it's project management stuff or or appointment booking stuff or whatever it happens to be they don't want to just be constrained by one piece of big technology that tries to do everything but doesn't do everything well so I think yeah. that integration and I think we're all having conversations um that those of us that are in that space to try and make that uh journey better for advisors and clients as they navigate through and I think we've got some bits right but I I agree there's more that we could be doing
1: yeah and the the potential if everyone talks to each other as efficiently as possible is huge to get end-to-end processes where clients almost don't leave one system they have the same consistent experience all the way through that's the end goal yeah
0: Um,
1: and I think it's out there I think we're getting there you know every almost every call I go on to I hear that phrase you said best of breed that comes up pretty much all the time of I've done this, I've done that in the past, I've used these different systems, I'm now looking for the best. I want the best systems that are out there. Yeah. Uh, and I want and,
0: flexibility to bring in yeah. technology to my business at the point that I need it, and to be yeah. you know, my business grows. I don't want to be constrained by a big oil tanker piece of tech that yep. tries to, you know, to, to, to be a one-size-fits-all, which is yeah. never going to be brilliant, is it?
1: Agility. Agility is the crucial thing, is being able to adapt yeah. to systems, processes, other people that you work with, all that kind of stuff, and you know that's hugely important to be able to be nimble and and adapt to, to to you know different needs basically so
0: brilliant couldn't agree more what a point to finish on so um <laughs> before we um, end today's podcast give us uh, an idea of where our listeners can find you online if they want to get in touch and find out more about what you do in conquest Plan- conquest planning and the brilliant tools that you offer where should they go
1: yeah so if you go to www.conquestplanning.co.uk you'll see a load of information demos features the whole story of how we started and there'll be a contact page on there which will take you through uh to get in touch with us so yeah I
0: look love that actually it. i have to say i looked on your website and i loved your whiteboard you've got a picture of your was it 2015 <laughs> whiteboard where it all began and i think that's yeah. really nice it just shows you know how far you've come, but also what we all do in tech. And it is all about that whiteboard, isn't it, for that those ideas and, and get everybody yep. excited and passionate about it. So I thought that was great read of the story on Conquest Planning if you do go to their website. It's, um, it's really interesting. Rob, thank you so much for joining me today. I've really enjoyed um, having natter with you on a Friday afternoon. Um, I hope you have a fabulous birthday weekend and upcoming holiday as well. And uh, enjoy, enjoy hitting the, the big
1: 4-0. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: Ah, You're welcome. Thanks, Rob. Take care.
1: Thank you.